to the left, Pellegrini, inside, Pizarro Golasso, Pizarro Golasso! Here's the goal scorer, Morgan! And he's done it again! Lewis Morgan with a second of the match! He won't have a goal! He's free the top 90! It's a sensational first goal for Gonzalo Higuain! What a day, what a day, what a day we had on Sunday, bud. It is so, so uh, good that the MLS season has officially kicked off and we are no longer waiting for the, the, the football that we love. Absolutely not. We showed up in pure numbers, Jay. That was like a, that was like a small army that got together at X Lockhart Stadium, you know? That was like a that, any team that steps into our world is going to have to deal with that for years to come, and it just becomes this scary sight, like a monsoon ready to just to bulge a young town. <laughs> it really does. I mean, I obviously didn't get the result we were hoping for, but nonetheless was was very pleased to see how you know much further the team has uh, has come along. Uh, but welcome everyone to the Inner Miami Podcast. I'm Jay Kington. I am not alongside per usual, but I am. Uh, on the the phone with Mr. Alex Papa George, so that would explain why he sounds kind of a little bit robotic. But uh, we're we're in different cities right now. I'm, I'm home, and he is uh, he's working remote from from Key West, quote unquote, working remote. But glad to have you back here, man. Love the new employment perk. This uh, working remote uh, through the week is pretty exciting. I got to say, Jay, uh, conch fritters and pina coladas, bud. Life does not get much better than that. It does not. I if When I'm in the Keys, I'm eating conch fritters at, at least once a day. Uh, I wish you didn't have gout because they have some really amazing shrimp fritters, which were featured on uh, diners, drive-ins, and dives that we got last time we were down there at the Shrimp Shack, and it was phenomenal. But you did tell me you're going to take my recommendation and stop at the Fish House. Shout out the Fish House of Key Largo. Try in the Fish Matacumbi, Yellowtail Matacumbi, and I know you're, what you like to eat. I know you like to eat very healthy, and you are going to love that dish, I am sure. But we're not here to talk about seafood dishes. Uh, we're here to talk about Inner Miami. I'm sure everyone's already aware of the Mateus Pellegrini situation uh, and him being loaned out to Inter Miami CF. I'm sure everyone's aware of the Patrick Seacrest situation and him being loaned out to Indy 11, uh, which is, I guess, technically um, a league above Pelle Pellegrini right now. Uh, and then, of course, the Blaze Matuidi situation. We are going to discuss these things in a bit more detail uh, at the tail end of the show. But we wanted to just get on, immediately jump right into uh, our delayed home opener that we finally got to experience with 8,000 members of La Familia. The supporters group section was packed. It was rowdy. We were covered in, in, in beer and whatever other liquids were being thrown on us. The that started at the tailgate. That started like three hours before the game, man. It was uh, such a, a good, good time. And, you know, it, it felt like we got robbed of that home opener last year. And we finally uh, got it back. I don't know if you noticed this, but I noticed the next morning. And probably for good reason, because uh, we were not necessarily on our best behavior at the game. We were just fully taking in that 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 atmosphere um, and whatever was being handed to us and uh, and told to uh, to drink from the supporters groups. Uh, but did you notice on the flags the date was March 14, twenty twenty? They just kept like the same flags from last year and passed them out. 
Jay, I'm, I'm going to be honest, man. There's a, there's a big disconnect, you know, kind of from the game to uh, Monday morning. So I, I must have missed that somewhere in my uh, adventure in the stadium. But no, uh, but that makes total sense, man. Hey, why not spend, why, why spend more money when you don't have to, you know? Why it was kind money? of a, uh, <laughs> yes, yeah. yes, you did, sir. But, uh, but yeah, man, you were right. I don't think we were even covered in beer in the game. It was, it was like an hour before the game. Mm-hmm. I mean, when we were jumping around with Vice City, you know, it, Jay, how good did it feel to have tailgates back? That's something that is like an American tradition. And that is like why half of the people show up for sports in the first mm-hmm. place. Mm-hmm. So, just to have that experience, you know, you know, COVID, you know, kind of loosening up. Obviously, we had, you know, around 8,000 people in the stands, you know, which is, which is a lot. You know, not not as much as Alabama football, which I saw had 47,000 people in the stands in the, in the spring game. But, uh, but 8,000 people in one area is, is definitely a big sporting event. It was good. And the only thing I regret that I just realized of right now is we did not go meet back up with Marco and, and Leo from uh, Rosa Negra Nacion. Um, to get the Chony well, I was going to say to get the yeah, Chony the, uh, yeah. You know? I think the regret actually started before that with the the the, the tequila shot that Marco gave us. <laughs> Exa- yeah, yeah, exactly. It was uh, it was funny because Chloe was telling me that she uh, spoke with uh, with, uh, with Sherry, and she was like, "Man, Jay was in pretty rare form after that game," and she was like, "Yeah, that same with Alex too." Well, I resent that partially, but uh, but we that's why you got. We were yeah, responsible. Say, Uber. Yeah, we were responsible adults. You know, there was a time that I think Jay was doing uh, snow angels in the grass, you know, over by the lawn. But we were adults. <laughs> we kept it. We, 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 we did not drink and drive. I hope nobody else did. But uh, but no, it was it was it was a blast, you know, being around everybody. The energy was through the roof. And that's just kudos to everyone in La Familia. This, this, this was kudos to everyone at the stadium. You could really feel the excitement, the anticipation. I know, you know, we were talking to Uncle Ed and, you know, Peter Brown, you know, in the beginning of the game before the, before even kickoff and, you know, seeing David Beckham, you know, walk onto the field and the whole crowd just absolutely erupt. And then to hear that, you know, Mr. Mr. Tom Brady made him, made a visit down from Tampa mm-hmm. Bay, you know, it, it was Tom exciting. Bay. It felt just like, this was Florida back, man. This was Florida back. We saw David Beckham. We saw Jorge Moss. We saw Don Garber. Uh, we did not see Tom Brady, but uh, I saw that while I was rewatching the game in a um, much more uh, focused state, I will say. But, I mean, just in, in through and through just an amazing time and you could just feel it building up right like everyone's just happy to tell you like you said because we've been able to do that for what feels like four years now so that was great but then as it just got closer and closer to the game uh, it only got more and more intense we uh, we honestly like kudos to us we did a great job of stopping by every single supporters group and hanging out for a bit uh you know ran into to, to uh, uh bruno panizu and um you know, spoke with it like everyone that has really been involved with this um, is is something that or someone that we saw, which was great. I mean, it, it really is such a, a law familiar. You can't stress that term enough, you know. Yeah, man. I And, you know, just that just just being in the supporters section, you know, with everybody there and the energy. And, you know, we were talking about it at the game and we were like, you know, what, what kind of fan base is this similar to? And we were like, is this more like Oakland Raider black hole side of it? You know, mm-hmm. where, where do we exactly fit? Because, 
you know, I, this is a reoccurring theme that Jay and myself have talked about, you know, for, for probably betterment of the year. But when we get that stadium filled up, that is going to be one of the most difficult arenas to play in the entire MLS. And, you know, again, we're talking about, you know, this, you know, arena and stadium in Fort Lauderdale that's going to hold 18,000 people. When we move down to Miami Freedom Park in a few years, just imagine the intensity that that's going to bring. That's going to be basically twice the size. It's going to be absolutely insane. And even, I think it was uh, Taylor Twelman uh, who commentated on the game uh, on ABC slash ESPN. Uh, he was saying that the, the 8,000 fans sound like 50,000. Like everyone was very mm-hmm. loud. Everyone was um, even, a, you know, a, a little aggressive, but it, it's just all in good fun, man. And uh, I'd be remiss if I did not correct myself. I said Bruno Panizo. It's Franco Panizo. Bruno is his relative. Um, but yeah, just it, it was all around good seeing everybody. We had people from the FIFA group, Jay Segura and his son come up and meet up with us, man. It was what a day. I had so much fun, you know. We didn't get the result. It, it was, we came out really strong. First half was excellent. Um, second half, I think biggest issue ran into some fitness issues, right? Um, you sub off Lewis Morgan for Federico uh, pretty early into the second. And then not too long after that, but you know, closer to the, to the end of it, at least they take off for Adolfo and they take off uh, Blaze Matuidi. Um, and really what do all three of those players have in common, man? They have a, a, a continuous drive. They're the energizer bunnies. You know, that is really the, uh, the blood in the engine of the team. So that was a, a little strange to see. Obviously, conceding three goals in, in one half after going up, then bringing the level, then going up again. Um, you could tell that I, I think everyone was getting just a, a little deflated there. Um, and, of course, I know that you're going to uh, want to talk uh, about Mr. Mr. McCarthy, who I have uh, adamantly stuck up for and adamantly um, adamantly and you know bud i i feel like i'm gotta eat my words a little bit here there are some uh same kind of mental errors we, we were making last season yeah listen we're gonna get into the mccarthy conversation don't you worry about that jay but okay. before we do you know your, your your point about you know it seemed like some tired legs and that's really what stood out to me on that final goal that the Galaxy put in was just the the lack of conditioning um, and effort to, to get back and not just get back, but play, you know, with concentration, with what's happening around. This is this is the last, you know, with stoppage time, 10 minutes of the match and our first season opener, guys. Like, we got, we got to keep the pedal to the metal full slate. And, you know, I'm sorry, bud, but I do not buy the conditioning side of this. Um, this game was played in the middle of April in Fort Lauderdale. That is a very steamy, humid, and hot environment. And these guys came from Los Angeles. And I got to tell you, bud, there's a little bit more of an ocean breeze out west. I am from Southern California. And I got to tell you, the weather's a little bit different over there. So, when I hear this conditioning side of it, you know, does that fall back on coaching? Because I don't think that that can fall back on weather because if anything, I think LA Galaxy would be a little bit more stunned to step into South Florida than the home team. Mm-hmm. The one thing I, I would say in defense of this, I mean, and this was, that, that was Neville. He said that before the game that the team's not to the fitness level they need to be. And this kind of goes back to what we've discussed on the, the past few episodes is lack of preseason. You know, you, you, you weren't getting the, the, that real game time minutes. Sure, you had the, the, the intra-squad scrimmage. 
you could even argue that, you know, maybe some players were taking a little easier uh, in that scrimmage. But this is something that, that we have to get a hold of and and also the mental errors. We saw the the back line. Um, they looked they looked better than last year, but you could tell there were some communication issues. And that's I think mainly just to Jovan Jones and, and Kelvin Leardham being pretty pretty new. You know, Nico and LGP have had a season under the belt and off season under their belt. Uh, but Jovan Jones and, and Kelvin Leardman are, are fairly new. So I'm hoping to, to see that, you know, iron out. But what I was very impressed about was our creation. I mean, we had 19 total shots, eight on target. We were out there uh, and looking like we were able to create chances with ease. But one thing I really loved, and uh, we kind of hinted at this, was uh, Robbie Robinson playing as a winger. Um, not getting closed down as fast, a little bit more time to get comfortable in the game. And he, you saw a shifty feet and I was, I was very impressed. He got, you know, a, a pretty, uh, pretty easy goal off, uh, Iguain's assist, but I like him in that new position. And I like Neville's commitment to, to make Robbie part of this team because it wasn't happening with Alonzo. And to be honest, Jay, it was nice to see someone contribute other than the man Lewis Morgan himself, mm-hmm. right? And that and that was exciting to see, and, and that shows promise. And, and you could argue Lewis had know, a bad game too. Absolutely, you could certainly argue that. And you know, obviously, not every every match can be up to the stellar expectation that we we do think of Lewis Morgan. But you know, it was you're absolutely right. It was it, it was nice to see more creation on the offensive side. And you know, although you know Iguain's goal was you know more of a you know you know penalty kick type of scenario but it was nice to see him put the ball in the back of the net and get some confidence underneath himself you know he just tied his season total in 2020 with one goal in the first game of the season so you know it's about the little things and like jay touched on a little bit ago you know not having an off season you know in preseason and these pre-matches really kind of hinders your development and again you know, we talk about it a lot, but especially from the expansion club, you know, type of point of view, you know, those are very important reps that you don't have. So this was really our first game against, you know, top professional talent. You know, we played the Tampa Bay Rowdies, you know, we played, uh, what is it, Miami uh, FC, uh, you know, I, I, you know, I hate to bring up those, those rowdy games again, uh, but, uh, you know, I was going to say things could get worse, but, you know, that's, that's the level of talent that we're playing. So, you know, we'll, we'll see how the matches go moving forward, even though we have a few uh, couple games ahead of us that are going to be tough. We are. I mean, this these first three games are, are going to be pretty darn tough. And the game we have after this, we're going up against the the Supporters Shield uh, winners in Philadelphia Union. So it's going to be it's going to be pretty, pretty tough to, to say the least. But I, I Pizarro looked very um, clean, very crisp with his. Uh, you know, decisions with his movement throughout the field. Um, you you really, you can see the improvement. Blaze was let loose. He was getting up there, joining the attack. He was would come up out of the midfield to make tackles in high-press situations. Um, and then going back to that last goal, you know, with the fitness, um, there, all, we had six defenders in the box. And no one was even looking at the runners coming from the midfield into the attack, which is, is right where Sasha Klestian came from to get that goal. And McCarthy doesn't even dive. I get it's a post shot, like it's off the post, but I, I just want to see, you know, a little more effort. And 
Um, I guess let's go ahead and, and get this over with this, this McCarthy conversation. I'll try and go first to, to protect myself, uh, from you a little bit here, but mental errors, man. Uh, the first one you get nutmegged, right? I guess it's, it's understandable. It happens fairly often. Uh, but that second goal, he should have got his, a, a firm hand to that and, and knocked it out. It's like he just, just gently rubbed the ball or, or, you know, gave the ball a nice little pet. Like it's a, like it's a house cat right to Chicharito for an easy, basically open goal, just of where his positioning was. So, um, we are going to have to get that under control. We think we know the remedy to that, although we're not going to have access to that until the summer transfer window. Yeah, this has been a big topic throughout the off season. I think it, it kind of, it showed its ugly little face game one, which isn't what you want. Right. And, you know, honestly, right now, you know, you know, my opinion on McCarthy, but right now I think we got to, I think we got to roll with him. I think we got to give him a little bit of time. It's the first game of the season. And, you know, realistically over the off season, we've had, you know, we were ready for John to step in day one and be the goalkeeper, right? This didn't catch us by surprise by any means. But to your point of what Inter-Miami did and go ahead and sign Dutch goalkeeper Nick Marsman, who will be joining us in July, who will occupy an international roster spot, but his contract will go through uh, 2023. So that does allow for a couple of years underneath the belt. And I think that is a sign of a goalkeeping competition. Uh, and I think that's that's much needed, right? Because our goalkeepers are basically John McCarthy brought up from Fort Lauderdale CF, uh, Dylan Castaneda brought up from Fort Lauderdale CF, and then Drake Collander, which um, you know is is what in his in his second year of of professional football. So I think there needs to be more of that uh, experienced and an even better goalkeeper there to to keep the drive up and really you know force a a, a competition here, but. Sticking with the defensive scheme, I did like what I was seeing from Leardam uh, in Jones. They, they, they did seem to play well up the wings and trying to get into the attack and, and help out. But it was mainly just trying to stay a cohesive back four throughout that game. And, and you could see where there were the lapses. So we do have some work to do. I, I, but so far, I like what I see. So, you know, my faith in Phil Neville has been boosted by this performance but he has to keep going. Yes, Jovan Jones and Liram, those are new players on our club. And that goes back to the conversation of just not having enough repetitions against high-level quality talent. You know, those are both strong MLS players. They will be important pieces of the puzzle moving forward. But, you know, what we saw was, you know, I guess the, the, the lack of attention to detail that will continue to improve over the course of time. So, you know, Jay... One last point about John, and I actually want to ask you a question: Is you know, it's not that John is a is a not good goalkeeper. I just I just think that that's your number two, and I don't think that he's your consistent game after game, you know, goalkeeper who's going to lead you to the promised land. Now that being said, you know, nobody can discount what he did last year by stepping in and from Luis Robles and getting us into the playoffs and over the hump. But, you know, it is a new year and times have changed. But, you know, as we kind of move into the defense, I got to ask you, man, we, 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 we laughed. We laughed pretty hard because it seemed like LGP just 
took off where he left off last year. I think it was within the first three minutes, That's picking insane. up his yellow cards. It was insane. like, dang, like, I think, I think we tweeted it out, right? Was it even like, three oh, minutes? Like clockwork. I feel like it was in the first <laughs> minute. And I was like, well, it might've been, I said that, that, that looks about right. And then and I could hear some people just, just chuckling, but yeah, I mean, man, settle down lads, settle down. I think Gregor got one or Gregory rather. I'm going to always say Gregor, Gregory uh, got one for arguing with the refs after uh, another, I think, I think it was Leardham's tackle. So, you know, it's just stuff like that. Keep, keep a level head. Don't make the mental mistakes. The mental mistakes ate us alive last year. We have to find a way to to remove that and then find a way to to finish the games off. Absolutely. And, you know, one of the big pieces, too, of at least the back line, the defense that I caught my eye, and I'm curious to hear your thoughts on because we haven't talked about this, right? And in 2020, I think what we saw was a, a what can I say, a, this cohesive group of Uyoya and Will Trapp, right? Those were two players that clearly couldn't be on the, the field at the same time together because they were both more defensive-minded players that couldn't really offer that fluidity into the, in, in, into the attack. Now, let's fast forward to 2021. Now I want to actually keep a spot out for LGP and Fagal and actually talk about, can both of these players play on the same team? You know, they seem that they're obviously more of aggressive by nature. You mm -hmm. know, they're a lot more free-spirited. But we see our tactical side on our defense always kind of being in a disalignment. So my question is, though, although LGP and Fagal, you know, we think highly of them, but together, is that the right duo in the middle of our back line? Oh, I mean, that is a very valid question. And I honestly don't have... An answer, you know, LGP came late. I think his first game was the the home opener against Orlando, which was our first win. I think it was week six. Uh, Nico's been here for a while, but he was out for a little bit last year uh, as well. I believe it was due to injury, if I can re recall correctly. So maybe they need more time to develop, to develop, or maybe they're just both the the just like you said, kind of. A, uber aggressive defenders who have no issue sticking their leg out in front of you or, or putting you on the ground because I, I would, I don't see a situation where LGP isn't yellow card accumulation suspended after like I, it will probably happen before week six, honestly, like this dude loves picking up yellow cards and it's going to be a problem. It, it, it is going to be a problem. So that's a, that's a very valid point, and that's something that I'm going to make sure that that we keep an eye on throughout the year and, and see how this this develops, and maybe that's kind of where we're identifying the issue with our back line. We'll see. Time will tell, and I'm not saying that this is the case, um, but it was something that caught my eye when I was watching the game back, and I was just thinking about last year in comparison to this year, and, you know, both of these players are outstanding, and, you know, they're going to do well wherever they wherever they may go. You know, LGT's career in the MLS has spoken for himself, and you know, Fagal being a little bit newer to the league is only poised for a solid career. But it just it's something that caught my eye, and it got me thinking a little bit, and something that uh, we'll, we'll keep an eye on moving forward into this year. So, uh, because yeah, we can't continue to go down and have all of these yellow cards continue continue to get allocated. It's 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 just it, to an extent, it's just a joke, and we can't have that because it's going to continue to hurt us and. 
what good team out there has as many penalties as we do? You know, I'd be hard pressed for you to name one. Yeah, no, uh, another very valid point. You know, and, and just kind of going through these just match stats. I mean, anything here stick out to you? I mean, we're talking fouls. LA had fourteen. We had nine. We did have two yellow cards. They had no yellow cards. There were no red cards in the game. It, coincidentally, there were no offsides in the game, which is actually pretty impressive from both sides, considering the the frequency of that in the in the sport. Uh, six corner kicks for us, three for LA Galaxy, six saves for LA, and, and only two saves from Mr. McCarthy. And then this is the one that I think is very interesting. As far as possession goes, did not do a great game, uh, or a great job, rather. We're looking at 34% possession to LA's 66 possession. But what is impressive within that, um, you know, shorter side of the possession, we did have over three times as many chances right? And in, in, in a little over one and a half times as many shots on goal. So the fact that we are creating that many chances with that little possession does give me some reassurance that once this machine has been well-oiled, well-serviced, tires rotated, brakes swapped out, this could be a potentially, you know, a, a, a Formula One, you know, race car in this league once we get all that that settled out. There's no doubt that our team has the potential. And the idea is, is that, listen, we're, we're going to play an entire year, right? This isn't a microcosm of one game. This isn't a microcosm of one month, our first three games, which is a little bit rough. This is a full year schedule. And, you know, the word coming out of game one was just optimistic. I think optimism is around this year. I think that we looked out like light years better than we did last year. And I don't know if that was just because the intensity of the game and just riding off of the emotion of being there, which I can understand has a different element, but it felt like it was a tale of two halves in the game, you know, half, half one, you know, we did our work half two. It seems like our legs kind of lost us. And, you know, obviously they put in three goals, but you know, this is the start of a season. Uh, and I got to say, I am a lot more optimistic about this year than last year, bud. Definitely. I, I cannot agree with you more. As far as standings, we are uh, currently sitting in 11th place in the East. This is primarily due to being in alphabetical order. Uh, so we're above the two New York teams as well as Toronto. Uh, now, Philly, who we are playing next week, obviously a very tough team. Brendan Arison is no longer there. He is with RB Salzburg, but still pretty stacked roster. They actually drew uh, last week as honestly... The majority of the Eastern Conference drew last week. It looks like only Montreal and only DC United were the two teams out of the East to walk away with a win. So although losing on your opener in your first game is never good because you want to start the season well, we're actually, relatively speaking, not doing too bad because the vast majority only have one point up on us. Yep. Game one in the book. It is what it is. It would have been great to get that W as our first, you know, home match in front of the fans, but it just didn't happen. That's not our story. But, you know, looking forward, we have a match on Saturday, which is pretty exciting. You know, we don't have to wait, you know, eight months or so in between matches or six months, however that may be. You know, we're, we're, <laughs> we're basically at a weekly basis right now, people. So strap in and it's going to be a ride. It is. It is. And we will play Philly Union at 8 p.m., Saturday, 424. They drew it out, actually, uh, which 
very exciting game, the way it was kind of being set up, was the Columbus Crew versus Philadelphia Union for the opener. So we're talking about the MLS Cup champions and the MLS supporters, Shield winners, uh, but scoreless in that. So maybe they come out and they're not creating as many as many chances. We I think we played them quite well, but a one mental mistake of that Casper uh, Shabelko uh, counterattack, which he beautifully put in. But this is going to be a very good game. It's going to be another one of the uh, you know, early season tests. These first three are going to be um, difficult, difficult games for us. So we need to stay focused, continue working, uh, continue getting our um, fitness up. And, and let's just keep moving forward. As uh, Mr. Congo Man says, onwards and upwards, gents, stay positive. We will keep it moving. I love it. Now, you know who's also staying positive right now, Jay? Who? Uh, blaze my tweety blaze my tweety blaze 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 oh buddy i guess we'll start there so blaze my tweety apparently allegedly everyone's saying it's allegedly it is 420 you know we got to talk about blaze we it is for that is that is absolutely excellent episode title name um we're gonna do that we're, 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 I'm, we're using that. Yep. That's perfect. Um, but yeah, so man, allegedly inter Miami bottom a house. Uh, I don't know how David Beckham and Moss, if this is true, it, everyone says, Oh, it hasn't been confirmed yet. If this is true, this is pretty significant. This is pretty ballsy. If you ask me, uh, kind of doesn't surprise me in the area of the, <laughs> the country we live in. Um, but I don't know how they thought this was, was not going to get caught. And, once this investigation is is finalized, it sounds like Don Garber, who's the commissioner of the MLS, has every intention to hit us with sanction. Now, Hercules Gomez, um, you know, played in the MLS, commentates on the sport. He was saying that the what would be fair would be a, a, a sanction on our DPs and, and only allow us two DPs for the following season, which would be tough. I mean, you got to take your pick out of the three there. I think... We just have to kind of sit Blaze out since he's where this whole fiasco has started. Um, due to this strange structuring of his acquisition, and I don't know, they haven't given too much information. It's looking more and more grim in contrary to what we thought of this was kind of, you know, just a, a much ado about nothing. It seems like it's uh, a much ado about something at this point. Yeah, let's say... Blaze's quote unquote house is not in Pompano or Hollandale. I bet this sucker is playing <laughs> yeah. like right in South Beach, you yeah. know, Brickle Key, you name it. But uh but no, Jay and I are forming a search committee. Uh we where we're gonna go track this thing down. If you have any, you know, tips of where this location the house is, feel free to email us at the inner Miami Podcast at gmail dot com. But who snitched? Like someone had to have a, snitched. There's no doubt in my mind it was a pissed off Orlando City fan. <laughs> yeah, he's probably probably a realtor with like access to the MLS, uh, not Major League Soccer, but like the the realty uh, MLS site. <laughs> but yeah, I mean it, it, that's that's probably was what it was. It was probably that um, that last home defeat that uh, made one of their fans salty. And uh, you know we can't really do anything about it because we um our hands were definitely caught in the the cookie jar so stay tuned on that but perfect way to um segue into our next segment right now is due to this situation this caused the team to 
force Pellegrini to be loaned to Fort Lauderdale CF, which has got to be uh, just a massive slap in the face. You're coming from the first division in Argentina, a soccer mad country. You're coming over to give the MLS a try. And the following year, you're playing not not for the, the USL, not for the NASL, but the USL League One. We're talking second, arguably third tier American soccer. We're not talking third tier like England or Spain or we're talking third tier American soccer. These people, I, I mean, I don't know how much they make. I am, I've got to imagine it's not much. And we're forcing him here to waste a year of his, of his prime kind of peak, I guess. And what do you think? Do you think he stays? Do you think he dips out? I think there's absolutely no chance he stays, nor do I blame him. I think this whole... He doesn't just shred <laughs> USL League One for like 50 goals in a season? No, no, because <laughs> no, like not at all. Like, and I mean, like worst case scenario, he doesn't even shred. Like imagine <laughs> that, right? Like imagine coming over as the young DP for David Beckham's new franchise in Miami, get dropped, and then not even be able to compete. I mean, listen, I'm not saying that's going to be, I'm sure he's going to do just fine right there. But if I was him, I'd be pissed. I'd be furious. I would be through the damn roof. Yeah. Uh, I couldn't imagine being in that situation. That has got to be very, very tough. And I forgot who it was. Might've been Franco, honestly, but someone said that he showed up to the weight room wearing an Estudiantes Jersey. Like just yeah, as like sure. like just disrespecting. He's disrespectful, so he's gonna be disrespectful back. I honestly, I love it. I think that, that, that that's that's pretty damn funny. Uh, but we'll keep an eye on it. Some sources say he's never gonna play one minute of USL football, but we will see. We will see. There was one other move that happened uh, last week. Patrick Segris loaned out to the Indy Eleven. Uh, he was drafted by New York Red Bulls in last year's MLS Super Draft, twenty twenty. So he's going to go into a more development role. He is better um, suited to to be loaned out to a, a USL team because, you know, he has not like he came with that high of a price tag. So uh, that'll be interesting to see. Wish him the best. And then at some point, I expect us to uh, to either recall him or uh, or trade him. But that's basically the, the news that we wanted everyone to catch up on. We are going to. Uh, just a, a few seconds to bring on Than Harrington to discuss the Fort or not Fort Lauderdale, yeah, Fort Lauderdale CF uh, victory over uh, Tormenta in Georgia, uh, which is the first win for the USL club. So I guess without further ado, let's bring in Than Bud. We're back with Than Harrington. What's up, Than? How you doing, man? Hey, what's going on, guys? Good to be here. Glad to be back. Excellent. Excellent. Well, uh, before we um, get into uh, that, that home opener and, and your thoughts on that, you know, the, the, there was an FTL game, a, a Fort Lauderdale CF game that, that did go down against Tormenta. So we want to, you know, update all the fans on on that game and what your thoughts were on that. Uh, yeah, so Fort Lauderdale took on Georgia Tormenta at Eric Russell Athletic Park down in Georgia. Uh, it was pretty well dominated by our boys from the start. Uh, honestly, if you go and check out the USL's website, they might as well have just named it Fort Lauderdale Game 2 Highlights because Tormenta did not show up on Highlight Tape at all. Uh, with that being said, 
we did end up pulling out a 1-0 victory. We had a lot of good opportunities. Uh, play of the game was started off by George Acosta on a swift counterattack following a tormented free kick. Uh, he passed it up to Drew Harden, who uh, was one-on-one with the tormented goalkeeper. I thought he was going to pull the trigger on it. And last second, he looks and finds Sean Hundall, who slots it home away. Uh, it was Harden's first assist of the season and his first assist as a professional, as well as uh, Sean Hundall's first goal for Fort Lauderdale. After that, it was pretty well, you know, documented for Fort Lauderdale. They're gonna they were gonna win the game. They did not hold a lot of possession. They were only around thirty nine percent with Tormenta around sixty one. Um, the thing was that when Fort Lauderdale had the ball, it was quick counterattacks down towards goal. And Tormento really wasn't able to get back in time. Uh, we just couldn't capitalize on a few big chances. But all in all, it was a good performance by the team. Um, you know, I was high on Zulaga as goalkeeper before the season started. But Zamudio is really winning me over with his performances. Uh, a few shaky moments from our back line that he really stepped out and saved and was kind of beyond his years in my opinion uh so i'm really hoping to continue to see that from him uh it was noticeable though the difference between having edison Azcona and not uh while uh, lou young and noah allen were rampaging up and down the first game not having Azcona as a playmaker on the field was uh, definitely detrimental to what fort lauderdale was trying to do even though they came out with the win Azcona is definitely a big piece of the puzzle for Fort Lauderdale. And Dan, I got to ask, like, you know, what was the big difference to take home the W? This was our first W of the season, which is obviously a big moment here. You know, what what, what was kind of the glaring, you know, change in the inner squad to help us get that result? It was a lot of unselfish play, this game. A lot of quick look for the passes, a lot of, uh, you know, I hate to say it, but it was almost like back to basics get the ball, trap it, turn, look, find the open man, run to space. And as I said, they were able to do that and then initiate the counter and be off to the races. Um, again, would have liked to see more finishes, would have liked to see more goals. The boys deserve more goals, but it was nice to see that their counter attack was, was sharp as a knife. It, it looked beautiful. Awesome. From what awesome. I was able and to – What? Uh, or go ahead, Alex. No, from from the the bit that I was able to watch because you know it also was uh, MLS opening weekend, so I was I was going back and forth, but I did see glimpses of what appeared to be a, a pretty uh, another really good game from Noah Allen. That that kid is is just continuing to really impress me. Yeah, absolutely. He he played a heck of a game. Um, he had a monster free kick that was I I mean I'd say maybe a foot just outside. Uh, I jumped off my couch because I thought it was going in. Um, but, you know, I'm really excited to continue to see him. And, uh, you know, both Harden boys, shout out to Drew and Ethan. They were, uh, you know, they were balling out there. And you can tell they enjoyed themselves playing together on the same pitch, which is not an opportunity, you know, family members get to share often. So, you know, shout out to them. But, um, you know, we just have a lot of exciting pieces on the squad right now. And I know we're only sitting at one and one, but, if they can just find that momentum and bottle it up and use it sparingly throughout the season, could be a good year for them. Hey, well, uh, I think the the senior club will be looking forward to a one and one record after this next match against Philly there, bud. But uh, 
But uh, it looks like through the stats here, I mean, it looks like possession was down, you know, 38 to 62 percent. Um, what, what what would you say moving forward would best need be correcting still? Is there kind of a glaring part in the squad right now that you would say, yeah. hey, this area needs a bit more improvement? Yeah, and actually, I, I hate to admit it, but my six-year-old called it out. He uh, There was a lot of balls that they were just immediately, especially in the second half, uh, let's say a, a long kick would come in, and they were trying to do the extra flare kick or they were trying to make a move without really having the possession to make the move settle down take a second evaluate and find the open space nine times out of ten in those moves they would have been on the breakaway or had three on two or two on one and been in on goal but because they were trying to move too quick instead of thinking about the game that's what caused them which dropped their possession dramatically if they were able to tweak that, I could have seen it being a 50-50 game. Very fair. Very fair. Well, we are one and one like you did just say, and it looks like our next match is this coming Saturday at 8.30 against North Texas. And Dan, you've been, I know, doing a lot of recaps about this last game against Tormenta. But looking forward, is there, have you done any scouting yet on North Texas? Is there any players to keep an eye out or anything? Not at this current moment, only because I do believe North Texas has yet to sit and play a game. I think they're sitting at zero and zero for the season, uh, and it's kind of too early for me to give uh, a review of them because I know they have had a lot of pieces going in, going out, as the rest of the USL has. So um, we'll, we'll be walking into this unknown, uh, but I do believe with some of the pieces they've had, leave the club over the offseason we should be okay i don't expect i'll go on the limb and say i don't expect anything less than a draw we should come out either one one and one or two oh and one in my opinion very good and, and I have, hear there you. Been, have there been any new players who you think uh, over this last game against tormenta who might have the ability or capacity to fill ascona's shoes as he is now with inter miami well, I mean, I think we hit the nail on the head. I mean, Allen's been on fire, and, that, and that's that's probably selling it too short. When he gets moving, it's it, get out of the way because he's going to find that space. He's going to get that pass created, and then he turns on the afterburners and just goes up that left wing. Uh, if, if him and Young can continue to do that day in and day out, they are going to torment, uh, no pun intended, they're going to torment the opponent's defenses. And I really, I really believe that they can continue to build up and maybe we'll see him on the first team sooner rather than later. Excellent. All right. We heard it here first. You heard it here first. But, Sam, there was a, a match that did happen. You might, you might have heard it. You know, and probably heard La Familia all the way up there in the northeast there. But, uh, you know, what was what was your thoughts on our first opener against the L.A. Galaxy? Really curious to hear your thoughts on it, bud. Yeah, so it was like I was spending the day over at Hershey Park, not too far from me. It was uh, a roller coaster ride of emotions. I can't imagine what it was like for you guys in the stands. Shaded uh, in and out. Yeah, yeah, I can imagine. Uh, what I would say is that we started off strong. We definitely should have finished our chances a lot better than what we did. 
I mean, anytime you're sitting there with eight on goal with 19 total shots taken, it's not going to bode well, especially for a player like Chicharito on the other side, who it was really hard for me not to cheer for with his past, but, you know, I, I kept it quiet. Um, the thing for me that really stood out were two. I know one we might battle on. John McCarthy looked shaky. Um, I, I The second goal Chicharito scored when John McCarthy was diving the wrong way, uh, I, I, I kind of want to know what was going on with him in that, that moment. Uh, I don't know if maybe he was thinking it was going to take a deflection or what it was going to do, but it seemed like he just had already committed to diving to his right, and Chicharito had that wide-open goal to score in. Uh, second point for me would be we got to make sure we're shoving in the right players, uh, almost like a like-for-like. Uh, Lewis Morgan for Federico really had me scratching my head, especially since then we moved Rodolfo Pizarro out of the spot he was dominating all game in. You know, I don't know. I, I, I don't understand it. I won't sit here and tell you that I, you know, I, I play FIFA, but I'm not an expert coach, but I, I don't know if I would make that move. Uh, we have, we had yeah. other options. I mean, bring in Escoda, bring in Carranza. I mean, I don't know. Somebody with a little bit more pace, nothing against Federico, but he's not going to replicate the same pace that Lewis has. Carranza sighting. You don't, you don't hear too many of those around here nowadays, which we should hear his name. That's a good, that's a good point, dude. Um, yeah, I was blown away to see Lewis Morgan get pulled out of the game early. Jay, what do you think on that? Uh, I mean, yeah. Who who would have thunk, right? Lewis being one of our, our best players, and he typically plays uh, all ninety minutes. So it, it was a big shocker. Uh, you know, Federico is is definitely slower, but he did have a, a legit shot of of drawing the game out, but was just wide left a little bit. But I, I couldn't agree more with everything you guys are saying. Why not bring in, especially in that type of heat and exhaustion where you know those last 30 minutes are going to be very, very crucial and very hard to play. Why not bring in some of your younger uh, guns and let them run wild? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, there's there's no better time at that point than to get them game experience in that exact moment. And I, I won't, again, I won't sit here and say I know what I'm doing, but to me, it seems like you'd want to have someone with a little more pace when we're chasing the game when LA Galaxy made a fantastic substitution, which forced the pace back on her, uh, LGP and Fagal. And unfortunately, they, they showed they weren't up to the task against that substitution. So, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it was unfortunate. I mean, especially in the second half, you know, not just were we not as well conditioned as the LA Galaxy, but tactically, we got outcoached. And that's being nice about it. It, 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 it. We were outclassed in the second half. Um, I don't know. I mean, it, it, welcome to the MLS, Mr. Neville. That's all I can say. I mean, I knew he didn't think it was a cakewalk, but, I mean, this just proved it. He's going to have to go back to the drawing board and, and see what's going on. Uh, the one thing he'll be able to fall back on is the fact that we didn't have that preseason that we hoped we would have. Uh, he can blame fitness. He can blame lack of experience. He can do all that, but... Eventually, you know, the passionate fans of Miami are going to expect uh, better, especially with this game coming up against Philly. Cannot agree more. Cannot agree more. Well, there will be much more of this in the future. All things that are Miami, all things Fort Lauderdale CF in the academy. Uh, also, be sure to check out Pink Smoke. 
Dan's doing a great job at running that and giving quality content. So check it out. But my man, as always, it is a pleasure to have you on this pod and on this team. Yeah, I appreciate it. And if any of you guys are going to be out in Philly for the match, hit me up. I should be out there with my son. So we'll have a good old time and uh, cheer on the boys to a victory. I would love to, but I will be here watching my son solo Dello for a week, just bashing up with uh, us two boys and our, and our dog who's also a boy. I will be uh, drowning, drowning my sorrows in uh, Key West in a in a in a fishbowl. So uh, I'll have to miss that. <laughs> you know, that like sounds a lot terrible. <laughs> sounds like a terrible time. I wish I was in your shoes. Oh no! <laughs> I, hope, uh, I hope you get a man. <laughs> hey, don't you? You don't. Do, well, do, you don't wish that on your worst enemies. <laughs> no, <that's good. laughs> Uh, Dan, well, thanks for swinging by, dude. We'll catch up with you soon. And like always, vamos Miami, baby. All right, vamos Miami. We'll talk later. Vamos Miami. Well, at least one of the organization's teams uh, is, is, is on a winning streak right now. So that's good. Shout out to Than for his continued coverage of the uh, Fort Lauderdale CF team, USL League One, as well as the academies. Uh, really do appreciate that. Want to keep everyone as up to date as possible. Um, as far as news, man, there, there is no more news. We don't have anything really left to say. Waits a lot less than it was for the first game i'll tell you what what how many days are we at now what five days six days something like that so uh just stay tuned this game's gonna be a blast it's an away game so i'm sure there's gonna be watch parties all around check out the facebook groups find those but if you don't already follow us on facebook and instagram at inter miami podcast follow us on twitter at inter mia podcast uh, send us an old-fashioned email. We haven't said that in many episodes. Podcast at Gmail or Jay and Alex at intermindmepodcast.com. Whatever you want to do, doesn't matter. Just love this team. And as always, vamos, Miami. Vamos, Miami, Jay. I'm going to go get me another pina colada, bud. Enjoy it, buddy. Enjoy it.